Hello and welcome to Divine Downloads. I'm your host and spiritual mentor, Cassandra Bodzak, and today's episode is a little Valentine's Day special. I figured since we have Valentine's Day right around the corner, we would jam on a little bit of how to manifest your romantic partner. And for those of you that have worked with me or have been in Divinely Design Your Life, the process, you know that this is something that comes up a lot. I actually, you know, I don't talk about this too much publicly, but I talk about it a lot (laughs) in my one-on-one sessions and in the process because it's one of the things that come up for my clients a lot. And so I thought I'd take this opportunity to share some some of the big tips I can give you around manifesting your romantic partner. And I also want to let you know that I have an activating your Aphrodite masterclass that I specifically created for this purpose and for this intention for those of you who are really ready to either attract that aligned romantic partner or for those of you that are really wanting to take your relationship to the next level and really feel embodied in your feminine magnetism. I'll put the link below for that. It's called the Aphrodite Activation Masterclass. Um, as well as I have um, a bunch of different tapping videos on YouTube around calling in romantic partners, getting engaged, um, all different kinds of things. So definitely check out all those resources. I'm here for you. Um, and let's dive in. So A few of the things that I think are most important when we're thinking about attracting an aligned romantic partner is one, realizing that there is another human involved in this. (laughs) So, So you're calling in another human that's essentially lining up with your vibration. And sometimes we get frustrated because we feel like we wanted to have already met them. Why haven't they come yet? And as someone that didn't meet their person, I met my fiance when I was 32. Um, I'll be 35 when we get married. And we got engaged after six months, actually, but just because of COVID and everything, um, we haven't been able to have our wedding ceremony. But... um, But one of the things I'm really grateful for, honestly, is that I didn't meet my person earlier in life. And why I'm grateful for that. And I also just want to say I have clients in their 40s, 50s, 60s that are just meeting their aligned romantic partner now. And also grateful in a lot of ways that they, you know, some of them have been divorced or in other relationships before, but really coming into that divine partnership after they've been on their spiritual journey, after they've done a lot of the work on themselves, really changes not only the partnership, but it it changes fundamentally who you're going to attract. Because we attract at the level of what we are. And, and that's, you know, manifesting 101 with anything in your life. But sometimes we forget about that when it comes to calling in an aligned romantic partner. And I remember one of the big breakthroughs I had in my manifesting journey around love was, you know, I noticed that like so many people would talk about 
write about your dream guy, you know, visualize your dream guy, get really clear on all these things that he has and the qualities in him and all of that. And I think that there's, there's a, a place for that for sure. But I also think it's looking at, I remember having this aha, kind of just being like, fine, I'm going to do it, writing out all these things about, you know, my, my aligned husband and the kind of man he was and, you know, what, you know, how he handled different elements of his life and what our dynamic was and how he treated me and all that stuff, which when you're going through that description of who do I want to attract, who do I want to manifest, it's really important. I don't care if he is, you know, 6'2 with blue eyes or however you want to do that. If you feel really compelled to include something like that, fine. But I would focus more on how does this individual make you feel? What's your dynamic like? What's their presence like, right? What are the, what's the essence of this person, right? So maybe you don't know exactly what, I didn't know exactly what kind of job the person that I would end up with would have, but I knew that they would be doing something they were passionate about. I knew that they would be doing something that really lit them up. And I knew that they would be ambitious in whatever field that they were in, right? And so that was more of the essence that I was going for, right? I didn't know exactly what the communication would look like or the dynamic would look like. But what I knew was that I would always feel loved, valued, supported, that I would feel courted, that I would feel like, they had a driving force in the relationship. Um, and I got really clear on how I wanted to feel with this person, the essence of who they were. And then I remember getting really clear on all of this and thinking like, wow, like whoever this guy is, is going to be like a total rock star. Like what? How cool. <laughs> and then I asked myself a very important question. If this guy or this kind of guy met you right now, would you be an energetic aligned match for him? And my honest answer at the time was no. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't feel like an energetic aligned match with him. And I thought that that was really important to look at and ask that question not just in the oh, well, if he's more successful than me or he's... No, it's like if the essence of how that person shows up isn't aligned with how I feel like I'm already showing up for my life, then there's an incongruency. So it's no wonder why our ships have been passing in the night and I've been attracting guys that are at my level that I'm not interested in, that don't provide what I want, that don't have the dynamic that I want. It's because that's actually the frequency I've been vibrating on here. And so if I want someone on this kind of a frequency, how do I get to the level where where essentially it's like, you know, <laughs> it's going to be like king recognize queen, queen recognize king, right? Or however, however your dynamic is with your partner, queen, queen, king, king. But at that level of being like, you know, wow, we've both arrived at this certain place and feeling being different, but feeling energetically equal on a lot of, of those things. So it got me busy on myself. It got me busy in looking in the ways of how do I create a life that like I'm really proud to present, right? How do I create um, 
a dynamic and an energy within myself that I feel like I'm really bringing a ton to the table here so that when that person comes in, while they're amazing, I'm not in a space of being like, oh my God, like I won the lottery. It's like, yeah, I won the lottery in some ways because we have this amazing connection and all these things happen. But I also feel like you won the lottery too. Like we both won this lottery. Um, And I feel like that's a really important dynamic and an important thing to think about. And then, you know, another part of that is I think really honoring your intuition, honoring the nudges, not like not trying to overthink or figure everything out. Um, I know that like for myself and for a lot of my friends who um, are happily coupled up now, things kind of, it felt like almost things just flowed, right? So I remember when I went on the first dates with my now fiance, it wasn't actually this thought of like, oh my God, I know he's my husband, or oh my God, I know we're going to spend forever together because I had actually out-evolved that mentality. I had evolved into a mentality of, I'm going to get to know this person and I'm going to actually learn more about them and I'm not going to make any calls. I'm not going to make any hard and fast you know, decisions about this person until I start learning more and more about this person. So all I need to know on the first couple of dates is, are we having fun? Do I want to see this person again? Are we having good conversations? You know, and are there no like huge major red red flags where I'm like, we're never going to work because of whatever red flag that it is. Um, And so it was less about, you know, being in this like fantastical world of being like, oh my God. Because one of the things that I'm a, I'm a Pisces, I'm a dreamer, I'm a visualizer. And I would do that so much when I was younger in my earlier relationships. I would meet a guy, think he was cute, think he was great, think he had a lot going for him and then start visualizing our wedding and our house and our kids and like the whole happily ever after. And what happened was... I actually didn't get to know him. I got to know the fantasy version that I had created in my head of him. And so when the way he started acting was incongruent with this fantastical version in my head that I had created of him, I kept hanging on to something that just wasn't actually aligned with what I truly desire, to someone who couldn't essentially show up for me in the way that I wanted to be shown up for. And so by the time I was at the stage where I was meeting my fiance, I was very sober in that way of just being like, I'm just going to take this one date at a time, one call at a time, really get to know you. And all I need to know is, do I feel compelled to see you again? And and allowing it to be that easy, not like overthinking it and just being like, is this a human that I want to give another couple hours of my life? Is this a human I want to sit in front of, you know, uh, for dinner again? And just letting that evolve and let it and let it be. Um, and I think that was huge, taking so much of the pressure off of it and also just allowing the genuine connection because 
people can sense, and, and if anyone's ever projected this onto you, you can sense it. I've definitely felt it before. But you can sense when someone's not actually present with the truth of who you are and someone has actually put you on a pedestal and made you like something that's not yourself. And it's actually very uncomfortable because it's not a compatible energy. It's not the energy of we're a, we're a match or we're aligned, right? It's the energy of this person actually doesn't think that they're good enough for me on some level, right? This person thinks that I'm on a different plane than them. So they have, you know, put me up here on this, this pedestal. And it's really unnerving for someone because once you're on that pedestal, you know, there's farther to fall, right? And it also can make you feel like that person's not even genuinely getting to know you. So be careful of that if that's something that happens. Um, and then the, the other thing that I'll say that I think is really important for those of you that have that intention of meeting people is that I think where, you know, I teach a lot about practical magic. We talk about that in Divinely Design Your Life, how it's, we take our daily action steps and we also align ourselves energetically daily. So what that looks like is aligning energetically, um, you know, in the, the terms of the process would be doing what we just said, getting clear on your desires um, for what you want, then looking at what are the, what are the beliefs and what are the stories that I'm telling that say, I can't have what I want that are actually unconsciously repelling that from manifesting in my life. And then, and then quantum embodiment, which leads you to actually stepping in to be the version of you that attracts the partner that you're ready to marry or the partner you're ready to enter into serious partnership with or whatever it may be right and letting that be uh that letting that stack up right so you're doing the energetic work behind it and then doing daily aligned actions so daily aligned actions i tell this to my single girlfriends and clients it is you know, allowing yourself to be out and about more. I know this is like a weird time to do that, I guess, but if there's an outdoor cafe where you can go sit outside, read a book, grab a grab of uh, tea or a latte, doing things by yourself, right? I think sometimes where we do like everything with friends and there's nothing wrong with that, but if you're in a space of turning your, your energetic green light on to call in a partner, having moments where you like, Go get a tea by yourself. Go get a glass of wine. You know, take a long walk on the beach by yourself. It also energetically opens you up to be approached, to energetically bump into someone and have a conversation. And, you know, you're much more likely to start up a conversation with two people who are alone than one person who's with a friend and then another solo person, right? And so it creates the, you're creating an environment where more connection can manifest and allowing yourself to be connected, even if it is through like a Zoom community group or whatever it is, right? If you're all on video on your Zoom chat, then who knows? Like, you know, I'm teaching a, a college course right now and we were on Zoom for the first couple of weeks of January while there was like the a spike and now they're back in person. But I remember I could even see on Zoom, I could see their, their little connections. I could see that they were all kind of like, you know, 
checking each other out and not necessarily even in the like romantic sense, but just in the way that you do investigate other people when you're seeing and being like, oh, maybe that's a person I want to grab a tea with, right? And sure enough, some little friendships and little connections are spurring. So allowing yourself to be in those spaces, right? No one's going to you know, knock on your door. I mean, nowadays, you're not even going to get the, (laughs) I feel like the Uber Eats, the pizza guy just leaves it there. So it's not even like you meet them. Um, But no one's going to, you're not going to bump into someone while you're at home watching Netflix um, by yourself. So allowing yourself to be out there in a space that makes you available, right? While congruently while and after you're doing this energetic work to clear the space so that you're open so that you could recognize the opportunity when it arises. So if a cute guy at the coffee shop comes up and says, hey, I've seen you here a lot. Like, what do you work on? You know, I'm an entrepreneur too, right? And start striking up the conversation. You don't instantly shut it down. You recognize, okay, who knows? Maybe this guy's not your type or, or whatnot. But here's a here's an opportunity to open yourselves up for some connection, right? And there are so many different, you know, it's it's like you're either in love or you're in fear. You're either open or you're closed. And so you can be open and have a great conversation with someone and then decide, okay, that's not like a romantic interest or I don't really want to go to dinner with that person. But I would say, you know, the guy that at the coffee shop opens up to you and has a little chat, maybe he's not your usual type, but he asks you to grab lunch tomorrow. And there's part of you that's like, yeah, that'd be fun. Go for it. You never know what anything is. Um, and so often we have these ideas in my head, our head of what they're going to look like or how they're going to be. And again, it's really the essence what they want. It's really, it's really the essence of how we are when we're together that is the secret sauce. So if you feel compelled to spend more time with someone, then explore it, right? And then I am a huge advocate as well for dating apps. I think, again, like this is just how people are meeting these days. So dating apps or whether it's Instagram or Facebook, you know, put yourself out there in those ways. People are connecting digitally more than ever. People are stuck at home. People are working from home. People are maybe, you know, quarantining or whatever it may be, right? And so more than ever, people that are interested in relationships are on apps because that's just where where it is. That's where the dating scene is these days. So allowing yourself to be in the pond, allowing yourself to meet people and have experiences and go into dating with that energy. And I think, you know, these few things that I've mentioned here on the podcast today, they're all things that really added up to me meeting my fiance because I got clear on what I wanted at the essence and how I wanted to feel in the relationship. I did a lot of work on clearing the fears to why I didn't believe I could have that or why I didn't think, you know, I was worthy of it or why I didn't, you know, whatever I had going on there. And then I looked at what are the things I can clean up on my side of the street to be the kind of woman that that kind of guy is going to be in love with and and want to partner with and and really see as a life partner. And then then I took the practical actions. I put myself out there, right? I told people, hey, I'm I'm open. If you want to 
if you have a friend you want to set me up with, I'm down. I went to this little cafe um, in Santa Monica almost every day. In the beginning of my day, I would get a coconut milk latte and I would just bring, most days I would just bring my journal and I'd kind of journal to begin the day and like write down my to-do list and stuff. And sometimes I would bring my laptop if I had work, but just to put myself out there, right? Just to be out and about. And I got on the dating apps and I would go on, I would go on dates and I'd go on dates, you know, a few times a week and just meet different people and I would enjoy the dates even if I knew that I wasn't you know even if I didn't feel that romantic connection and was like this is going to be my forever person or this person is someone I even want to make out with or whatever I would appreciate the connection I would appreciate you know people are so fascinating people are so interesting you can enjoy someone um and enjoy the process of dating just because someone doesn't end up being your husband or your forever partner doesn't mean that the date was a bad waste of time. There are so many, <clears throat> there are so many brilliant men that I that I feel like I learned things from, that I learned about different industries, just were quality, interesting experiences that I learned in the dating process. And if I hadn't have been in that habit of doing it, I never would have met my fiance. I never would have, you know, my fiance wasn't exactly my type. I had never dated um, a, any kind of doctor or whatnot before. Um, there, it just wasn't someone I would have normally gone for. But because I was in that state of mind, because I was just interested in meeting different people, and he sparked some interest, um, and I just kept following it because every time we had a date, I was like, oh, I want to... I want to hang out with you again. I want to talk to you more, right? Um, it naturally flowed into that, right? And so I can go on. And most, if you listen to some of the other podcasts, I've talked about, you know, the the rest of our courtship. But I wanted to give you guys some of these foundational groundworks because I know as we go into Valentine's Day, it's a hot topic. It's something that I think a lot of single women think about and are trying to manifest and call in and do the conscious aligned work to call in their sacred aligned partnership. And I really commend you for being one of those people. And and I'm saying women because I know most of my audience is women, but men listening, all of this applies to you guys as well. Um, and I commend anyone listening for being willing to show up to say, hey, what's my side of the street on this? You know, let me clean up my side of the street so that I am open and available and ready for that because the sooner you clean up your side of the street, the sooner you align with the kind of person that you're ready to call in and you kind of clear and release and do the work on some of those incongruencies, the easier it gets to flow. And the positive side effect is that in the the meantime, your life is up leveling in every way by doing this work because relationships are our biggest source of growth. There are our biggest learning opportunities. So the, the process literally that you go through to call in that romantic partner is also amplifying and up leveling every other sector of your life because it's simply up leveling you and your vibration and your alignment, which, um, it's all, it's all holistic. So I hope this was helpful. 
let me know. Um, let me know if there was something in here that was an aha for you, something that you're really going to try to incorporate. Um, if you have a friend that you think would love to hear this or a friend that you want to be accountability buddies on this journey, send them this podcast or this YouTube video, wherever you're watching or listening. Um, and be sure to subscribe for more episodes just like this. And like I mentioned before, you can look in the links below and there's a link to my Aphrodite masterclass, which I highly recommend to anyone that's really ready to step into their feminine magnetism, that's really ready to call in the kind of relationship that they desire. Um, that's just, it's going to be, that's going to be perfect for you right now. And if you want to go deeper and learn how to divinely design more things in your life, then you can check out the process. Or I have um, very intimate four, four women only group coaching um, options that pop up throughout the year. So you can look at that application below. And if that's something that you're interested in, um, fill it out and we'll let you know when uh, the latest one is enrolling and, and hopefully get you in one if you're a good match. So thanks for listening and happy Valentine's Day.